Praise the Lord. Zechariah chapter chapter 3. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Amen. If you are there, say amen. Zechariah 3 verse 1, it says, And he showed me Joshua. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan at his right hand to resist him. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Let your word flow this morning. Let your streams flow as you you ought it to. Use my vessel to speak to us this morning. Thank you, Father. Bless you in Jesus' name, amen. It should be Joshua the high priest, praise God, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him, praise God. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee, is not this a brand plucked out of the fire now joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel and he answered and spake unto those that stood before him saying take away thy the filthy garments from him and unto him he said behold i have caused thine iniquity to to pass from thee and I will clothe thee with change of raiment and I said let them set a fair meter upon his head so they set a fair meter upon his head and clothed him with garments and the angel of the Lord stood by and the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua saying Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then shalt thou also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. And here now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant the branch, for behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua. Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving. 
thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. And in that day, said the Lord of hosts, shall ye carry every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, Verse 6, let's go back to to verse 6. It says, And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, um, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, right? And if thou wilt keep my charge, then, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will thank you, and I will give thee places to walk among these that that stand by. Amen. Um, verse. So verse one is uh, is said he showed me Joshua. So Joshua was the <coughs> Joshua was the high priest. Um, that was, of course, these men were sent for. They were sent for the building of the temple, or uh, be the building back up of the temple in Jerusalem, and um, the they tried to build and they got into issues. Praise God with Hallelujah. with building the house of God, and of course, we know the purpose of the house of God is to create an a house, an habitation. Are for God, so the, and the, God's house is the place that God comes to. Amen. Amen. It's the place that God comes to. Uh, so Joshua was the the priest who was sent to. Um, he was sent with Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the governor who they had appointed to to govern over the over the over Jerusalem. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so he was also involved in the building of the temple. In, in fact he was a chief executive um officer or the chief executive person who in terms of the the exercise of building of building the house. Praise God. The Hallelujah. the the purpose of the priest is to bring, give the knowledge of the house, is to be able to bring the, the actual specification of, of the house was, is a priestly knowledge. It's a knowledge that is kept by the priesthood of how the house was go because God, when he brought that, those ordinances, he, he, or the specification for the house, he committed it to the priesthood, and the priesthood has the they have the inheritance of of all the things that pertain to the house of God. The priesthood contains carries the inheritance. It has the inheritance of sorry the priesthood. Yes, it holds. It has the portion of the inheritance of. The knowledge, the priesthood is a custodian of knowledge, according to Malachi, that the priest keeps the knowledge, praise God, the knowledge of the things of God. Amen. And so the high priest um, was, um, 
supposed to raise the house, but of course he had problems. Uh, he had issues. Amen. Amen. He had issues with the house. He had problems with building the house. And the problem that he had had to do with himself. Uh, right. It had to do with his own self. Right. Praise God. And um, so he said, he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand. So he was standing and then Satan was also standing. The Lord gave the prophet the sight to see what was going on in the spirit, what was hindering the building of the house of God. And he saw the high priest who was standing, and he saw Satan, of course, standing at the right hand to resist him. Praise God. So Satan was standing to resist the priest, the high priest. Um, so that, so this, of course, this high priest, um, he, he, was a, he was a high priest per se in terms of title. He, um, in terms of, in other words, they had sent him forth to have a high priestly role in the house, but he had not yet, he wasn't fully a high priest. Praise God. Of course, high priests under the law are not fully high priests. They still have um, limitations, like like Aaron did. Aaron had limitations. Amen. Amen. And those limitations, the limitations of Aaron had to do with the war that of Satan, that Satan wages against men. Praise God. Who, men who have not fully overcome the devices of the devil of satan can be still be um can still be prey to his devices praise god and his devices his devices as, as pertaining to the priesthood because he also was a high priest he was a priest in heaven amen and so his devices are actually difficult to cite it took the prophet to actually see the positioning of Satan um, and what he was doing to stop the building of the house. Praise God. And so this is the same thing that happened. We can draw a parallel between this and the building of our own house, uh, which is being being built up. Praise God. Uh, So it says here that Satan was standing at his right hand to resist him. And then the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand that is plucked out of the fire? And now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Praise God. He stood before who? He stood before the angel. So when he says the Lord said, it was... I believe it was the angel who said, because this angel was the angel of the Lord. It's the one who they referred to in verse 6. If you read verse 6 here, yeah, if you read verse 6 here, you see, you see the angel of the Lord. Praise God. There, so that's angel. It was a mouthpiece of the Lord, and it was able to rebuke 
um, rebuke him. And so he rebuked him and praise God. The Lord, the Lord rebuked the old Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. It's not this a brand plucked out of the fire. And now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that sat, that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. Praise God. And to unto them he said, Behold, I have caused. So those who stood are those who stood before him. Those are also angels. Praise God. These are also what? Angels. I think you need to read. You need to go back to and read from maybe the top to see. Amen. In, you have to read chapter 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in verse, let's read chapter 1. Zechariah. Chapter 1. You uh, read from verse, um, verse 7. So upon the 4 and 20th day of the 11th month, which is the month of Sabbath. Um, in the second year of Darius came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying, I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees uh, that were in the bottom, and behind him were there red horses, speckled and white. And I said, O Lord, what are these? And he, the angel that talked with me, Amen. Amen. So there was in that vision there was an angel that talked with him. Amen. Right? Yes, then that angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show thee what these be. And then the man that stood among um, that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said. So that man among the myrtle trees is not the angel that talked with him. There was the angel that talked with him. I went to show him those things, and then, but there was a man that was stood, that stood among the myrtle tree. That man, a man, he said, a man riding upon a red horse. That's in verse eight. It's the same man, in verse eight, who was riding upon a red horse, and then stood among the myrtle trees, right? And then that man, which stood among the myrtle trees, answered and said, "These are they." whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro through the earth. Now, when he said, these are they, who, has, who are this they? Here. The, they are other men. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he said, verse 8, I saw by night, and behold a man riding upon a red horse. That's one person riding upon a red horse. He stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom, and then behind him there were there red horses, speckled horses, and white horses. Right. 
And I said, Oh my Lord, what are these? And the angels talked to me and said, I will show thee what these be. And then the man that stood among the mental trees said, These are they which, whom the Lord had sent to walk to and fro through the earth. So who are these now? So it means those other horses had men on them. Right, the horses that were behind him. So he was ahead of them. And there were other horses. Some were red. Some were speckled. Some were white. Amen. And it says that these are they whom the Lord had sent to walk to and fro. The uh, word to and fro actually means measurement. Right, to and fro, these are... This is uh, like, like Satan said when the Lord asked him, where are you coming from? He said, I'm going from to and fro and then up and down. So to and fro has to do with the, the horizontal measurement of the earth. Amen. Amen. And so he said that these are they who the Lord has sent to, to walk to and fro through the earth. To and fro, praise God. Hallelujah. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, And so that angel that stood among of the Lord, the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees, and praise God. Hallelujah. We have walked to and fro. Amen. Amen. To and fro. Through the earth, and behold, all the earth seated still and is at rest. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these three score, that's, that's these seventy years, three score and ten, that's seventy years. And then the Lord answered the angel that talked with me. Praise God. Hallelujah. With good words and what? And comfortable words. With good words and with what? Comfortable words. And so, so the angel that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. Praise God. And I am very sore displeased with the, heart, with the heeding that at ease for I, I was but a little displeased and they helped forward the affliction. Therefore, thus said the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies and my house shall be built in it. Said the Lord of hosts, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. And say, cry yet, saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and shall choose Jerusalem. And I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be these? And he answered, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And the Lord showed me four carpenters, and said I, What come these to do? And he spoke and said, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. But these are come to free them, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Praise God. Uh, so, so you see these angels now, which he has sent. Let's go back again, sorry, to verse 10. It says, And the man that stood among the metal trees 
answered and said, These are they whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro. Uh, so the, these men who the Lord has sent to and fro, they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the metal trees. Okay. And said, We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth is seated still and is at rest. So the earth seated still and is at rest. That word means seated still is at rest. This rest is not a good re- it's not a good kind of rest. It's not the kind of rest that we speak about when you say you're entering into rest. Or this is not those who have labored to enter into rest. These are those who have not labored but are resting. Right? It's the same the kind of rest when he says woe to them who are at ease in Zion. That is a kind of rest. It's the guys who means that we, the these angels are Tamahaso. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. Praise God. So these angels are angels that are actually they are angels that are sent to measure. They are actually sent. Let me not say to measure, but they are they are angels that walk to and fro. They walk to and fro the earth. These angels are not. They are not. Um, they are not mainly. They are angels who have assignment upon the earth. Mm. Amen. Amen. You know. Do you know there are angels who are have earthly assignment? Mm. You know, it's not every angel that's in heaven. Not every angel that's in heaven. Some, there are angels who have more earthly affinity. They are actually earthly, like they are almost domiciled on the earth. Mm. In the book, in the Bible, you see when they mention the angelic, most of the time they mention the heavenly angelic. They give us more insight into the heavenly angelic in the scripture. Um, so they mention things like they start for, most of the time from principalities and powers. And the, then might and dominions, right? Which are first heaven angels, right? Then before, after that, they go more into the names, which are the the seraphims, right? And then the cherubims, which are the highest class. But the angelic don't start from principalities and powers, might and dominion. Those angels have those are, but those are the beginning of the heavenly angels. The, of angels who have heavenly jurisdiction, principalities, mm. and powers, mm. might, dominion. So those are higher. I mean, do you agree? Sometimes you, you see some things more clearly when you think about the the angels of the powers of darkness or mm. the angels in the kingdom of darkness, mm. because those ones are more manifest in the operation towards men. Praise God. So sometimes you have to look that way to be able to discern it properly. Uh, when you look in that dimension, in the dark dimension, or the, in, in the kingdom of darkness, you want to call it that way. Um, if you, as if you really wanted to call it that way, if you want to call it the kingdom of darkness. Praise God. Um, you will. You will. Um, Although well, it's not really kingdom of that, but okay, but you will, you will, you know that there are principalities mm. and powers, yes, 
right? Their might, their dominion, right? Then after above them, they call them spiritual weakness in high places. Um, but the all those are not all the angels in the dark realm. We know that there are lower classes of angels who they call demons, who are lower than principalities and powers, who are lower than might and do you, do you understand that? So those angels are a lower class. They are demonic. They are demon. They call them demons. So they are, they are lower. Praise God. The, the Bible interchanges the word demons with devils. Right? When it says they are devils, right? He calls de- devils demons. Once possessed by a devil, possessed by a demon. Uh-huh. So... The word devil means the doers of evil, the, the ones who do. So the devil, now, the way you say the devil, the devil, like when you, the devil, not those devils, demon, the devil himself, the devil is not is To unveil him as the devil is actually a high it takes a high sight to, to unveil him as the devil. It means for him to be the devil, you've seen him, it means you've, you've actually detected him as an adversary. The, say your adversary, the devil. Go it about right now. So when he says go it about, he's talking about his operations. He's not talking about his, the, being a devil, a doer. So the, the doer, for, mm. to, for him to be a devil, to cite him as a devil, means you've cited his works. Mm. is a high sight, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't appear as devil. Mm. To his soul. His soul doesn't know him as devil. It can appear as Satan. Mm. Satan and the devil. But it doesn't even appear as Satan first. He's, he's an old serpent. The Bible called him that an old serpent, according to Revelation chapter, chapter 12. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 But, but you see, but he was Lucifer. Yeah, so. then, but you see, these are, all that, these are now natures which he, he embodied. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that, so but the word devil is more of an, an action, an action word. It's what you call him a devil relative to his works. Mm-hmm. So the reason why they call demons devils is because they are the most manifest in works. Mm-hmm. Of the mm. angels in the kingdom of darkness, mm. praise God. Hallelujah. So when when a demon is present, it's easier; they are the easiest to sight. Mm. So in the kingdom of darkness, they are the ones who are easily detected as the devils. They are the doers of evil. So when when they, when they say Kanaman say ah devil has done something, when the Kanaman say the devil has done something, what most likely he he means is that a demon has done something because. Because the operation that a carnal man can see is demonic. A carnal man cannot see the operation of principalities and powers and might and dominion. To him, those ones are not devils. They are higher than him. He can't cite their operations. They are more spiritual. Praise God. So the, the, the devil, when he, so that's why they were called demons devils, because you can witness their deeds. So their de- evil deeds are more manifest. Does that make sense to you? Praise God. Uh, so, so in the 
Sorry, you say all those angels in the in the world of darkness, in the realm of darkness, they I, I won't call all of them kingdom of darkness. I, to me, I will not put demons as members of the kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. To me, demons, the kingdom of darkness is above demons. Mm-hmm. Demons don't really know the program, mm-hmm. the true program of darkness. Mm-hmm. They don't, they are not really participant in the mm-hmm. in the full domain. They are just messengers. They are. Demons are the ones who execute the outward operations mm. that are driven from the kingdom. Mm. So demons are actually, they are the ones who are more, almost more manifest. That's why they are very expressive mm. in, the, in, the, in the natural or on the earth. They have more of an earthly allocation in their nature. Does that make sense to you? Demons have more of an earthly allocation in their, an expression in their nature. When you begin to move, look, speak from the realms of principalities, power, might, dominion, yeah. they have more heavenly allocation. Mm. Are you getting? Those are more of heavenly, so they, they operate more heavenly. Yeah. Demons operate earthly. They are, demons' ways, mechanisms are earthly. Yeah. They are not heavenly. Mm. It means they are, demons hardly operate spiritually. Mm. They don't, and of course, spiritual means it is knowledge-based. Mm. Because that is what spirituality hinges upon. Mm. It's a realm of, of it's a mystery. Mm. Spiritual means it's mysterious. Mm. Praise God. So demons' deeds are usually not mysterious. They are more manifest. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, they, so those ones, are, their estate is, more, is closer to the earth. Praise God. It's what? It's closer to the earth. It's closer to the earth than... Heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so this is one thing I should just say to us that there are angels who have who have more who have earthly habitation. They they move in the they move into what the, what the for example demons. When you cast them out, the Bible says they move into dry places. They don't go to hell. They move into where? They move into dry places. They, are, they don't go, they are not, they are, uh-huh. <laughs> they, move into, they move into where? Into dry places. It's possible that hell might even be too spiritual for them in terms of darkness. Right? When you go to hell, there are many spirits. When you go to principalities, my oldest one, many of them have stu- they, are, they are living in hell. They, are, they, don't, they, don't, they don't always come down to earth. Right? But the devil can export them from hell because he has taken over the heavens of the air, of the earth. So there are many, when he took over the air of the earth, he imported them from hell. They have come and stay here. Mm. Many of those principalities, and then he arranged his keda. Mm. Right? Mm. Uh, are you getting me? Yes, sir. So, according to his conquest in the realms of the heavens of the earth, that's how that's, that guaranteed the, the import from hell mm. of spirits that he can bring. Mm. Praise God. So, when he's bringing them, like principalities, power, mind, dominion, even the spiritual wickedness in high places, is in the heavens of the earth. Mm. That he took, that he positioned them mm. in their hierarchies. Mm. Praise God. But Hallelujah. demons are different. Demons don't really have positions in the heavens mm. of the earth. Mm. 
demons they don't have pills because they're not, they're not heavenly in their estate mm. they are earthly in their estate mm. so demons are actually spirits angelic spirits who are who are given ability to roam the dry places of the earth can i can i can i am i making sense to yes, you now when we say earth now earth is <laughs> Praise God. We are talking about physical. We are talking about spiritual earth. There is the spiritual earth. Am I making sense? To this? Praise God. Uh, there is the spiritual earth. The spiritual earth. Which, which, is, which, which is exposed not to the, the body of men, but to the souls of men. So the spiritual earth, that's where carnal souls are living. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Mm. When you see a soul, a soul is between earth and heaven. Mm. When you see souls, a soul's mm. transaction, you can, they are portion of it, maybe a, a Christian soul transaction. And you see this part is heavenly. Mm. Then you can see other transactions of the soul that are carnal. Those, earth, those ones, they're not physical, mm. but they're carnal and they're earthy. So those are transactions done in the regions of the earth when it comes to the soul's habitation. Am I making sense yes, to you? Sir. So these, these things are spirit. I'm using, I'm using spiritual language, but I think time has come where we can be speaking freely in spiritual terms. And there are scriptural terms, praise God. I know, of course, somebody who is maybe a novice in these things, in the scriptures and in all that, might not understand what I'm saying. If you are such a person listening to me, I'm sorry, I apologize. But these are... Uh, but these are things that through journey in the scripture, mm. we, are, we can dis- dissect all this stuff. Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. So, of course, your soul has realms where it, tra- it transacts yeah. in. It can be heavenly, yeah. it can be earthly. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so, you have, so you have the same thing of, of angels too. If the angelic in the in the dark side, they came, they were, they were they pulled out of God's order, creation. It means that they, they are equivalent of demons yes, in God's own, in the, in the angelic of God. Am I correct? Yes, sir. It means that in the angelic of God, below principalities of powers, might, dominion, yeah. there are also angels yeah. yes, below that. Are you getting me? Yes, they, are, they are. They are. They are. Um, they are, yes. They are. Angels. And those, those ones are also angels who are more, who have more earthly allocation. They are angels of God, but they have more allocations. Of, on, on the, God did not just leave the earth like that. Yes, sir. That... So that he just went to he just went to heaven and abandoned the earth. Like when, when Adam was living here in the beginning, mm. it wasn't just the whole earth was just only Adam here. No, there were angels everywhere. Mm. Angels who had earthly allocation mm. as well. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. there were. Mm. There were. They, those, and, and some of those angels would have been helping Adam to do things. Mm. They could, right? 
they could help Adam to do things. I believe some of those angels must have been people who Adam could really could even um, could even. I don't. I don't like using all these kind these kind of terms. You know, where people have abuse, all kinds of things. You know, people will say they pray and they sent an angel and assign an assignment, all those kind of things, <laughs> and they do through prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so for those things that just have most of many of those things are not uh, but there is a tiny tiny element mm. of that mm. a tiny tiny element of that mm. a tiny element tiny mm. which is which is true which is accurate mm. which is that when adam was governing the earth mm. taking care of things he must have been operating with certain angels yeah. right he must have had that kind of rapport with them who who could get things, certain things done? Yes, like, who could move like, like, uh, and uh, men who worked with angels, mm. who had dealings with angels, like you see Abraham, mm. who had, had dealings with angels. It's not every a- angel that Abraham had dealings with that just came down from heaven. Mm. Many of them look like they are like men. Yeah. They, they were like men. The ones that would come, they eat and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, under the law, there was a lot more of exposure. And even before the law, mm. there was a lot more of exposure, exposure with, uh, the, with the angelic mm. on, on the earth. There were there are, uh, angelic activities on the earth. Praise God. Angels are here. Angels do a lot of things. Mm. There are angels. In, you see a believer's life now. In your life, or my life, our lives. Mm. On, our, on the earth here, mm. physically. Do mm. you know the angel? Once you are a child of God, you have angelic assistance. Mm. When you say, I will give my angels charge over him. Mm. In the book of Psalms. Which angel? Is this cherubims that will come and give, that they are giving charge? That charge... <laughs> And that child, you're talking about your the physical protection yeah. in a true sense. Mm. That you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Those kind of things. What who, who who makes sure that you are when you are driving on the road, you don't have accident? Mm. Oh. Is it are they cherubims? Are they principalities and powers? Are they might and dominion? Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Many times, many many times has happened when I'm distracted for some reason or the other. I'm distracted and and maybe driving, mm-hmm. and then an angel. I know I know it's angelic. I know the difference between Holy Spirit mm-hmm. operation by God's grace and angelic activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. there's one thing Holy Spirit operation, which operates from which also operates within you. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the angelic activity. Angelic activities have their operations. They, they, they sometimes they can tamper with matter. They can tamper with with, with people. Mm. <laughs> they they are the ones who make most of the time who make sure when you go out in the morning, mm. you come back safe. Mm. Wow. They didn't. God did not just leave you here to. <laughs> and your life is not just by chance uh, and all that. If the, if God did that. Let's say God just left us here with all the evil spirits, all the demons. It's not only demons who are here. 
angel, there are many angels who are also here. We are also on the earth. But you know, we are too, we have been too demon sensitized. We think demon, demon, demon. We forget that, that the class of demons, there are also angels of God who are also in that class as well. Many, there are many things like, praise God. In terms of, even at home, taking care of, you have a little baby child. What makes the child not just hit their head or carry, turn maybe the shelf over their head? Or, do, you know, do you know what, I mean, things can kill your child in your house, inside your house? The all kinds of crazy things that can happen. Are you kidding me? But they don't, it's not by chance that they don't happen. It's not by chance. Yes. Or, you, or when you are raising your child, teaching the child, who is teaching the child things, your little child, there are angels involved in day to day. Or what, who, who is making the world not just go crazy? When, with all the demons on the earth, it means everything that should go bad, maybe should go bad at once. Because those demons, they don't have restraint. Their nature is to do bad things. Are you getting me? Yes, how many how many planes fly on the air? Every once just one single day. How many planes are in the in the traffic on the air? How many planes are flying constantly? What makes all those feelings don't just fall from the sky and kill everybody? <laughs> because if you leave the whole world to demons, they can do it. Yes. They are they are impulsively yeah. evil yes. in that way. Yes. So uh, so <laughs> the. The world is not left to dust the demons. There are also angels who make sure that those things, things like that don't happen. Right? And it's good for saints to be prayerful. The more you pray, the more you, you are, the angels of God have the freedom to take care of things, to take care of the atmosphere, to take care of the environment. When you go into a place, you are praying, you are teaching the world, you are establishing, you are creating more freedom for angels who are who are assigned to the earth to manage things, they can they, to operate. Yes. So those, those angels, they are under those, those principalities, powers, might, dominion. The, those angels who are more earthly, they are under the, the, those, those higher angels. So over this region, and there might be a prince over this region. In the spirit, but he will have angels. It might be a dark prince of darkness, and there might be a principality that God has set here. So he will have angels who operate under him to try and bring things together and to make things be fashioned according to how God wants things to be fashioned according to. Does that make sense to you? Uh-huh. So th- those are the angels. They, are, they are do things on the earth. They carry out earthly duties. So you see, for example here, this, so their primary, their primary walk is to and fro. They don't have up and down in their, in their, in their, in their operations. Right? They don't have what? Up and down. Mm. So what they have is to and fro. So let's see. Let's go back to this Zechariah, verse uh, chapter eleven. 
Amen. When you are traveling, you, are, you, you, want, you, you, want, you want to travel, you pray. Right? Yeah. What do you pray for? Most of the time, this, the angels go before you. Mm. Angels go with you. When you are driving on the highway, there are angels making sure yeah. that things don't happen. If there's one crazy driver like that who is, you, you can slap him and take get out, wait, maybe puncture his tire so he will be mm. fixing his tire so you can drive past. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the angels can do all, you don't know what they are doing. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> yes, now. Mm. Yes. Praise God. So, so, so there are more, many with you. When you are with God, you have a lot of forces like working for you. Now, let's, this is an example of, of them here. Um, and, the, and the answer and said, verse 11, this is Zechariah chapter 1, um, verse 10, it says, And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, That these are they whom the Lord has sent to walk and fro through the earth and they answered the angel of the lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said we have walked to and fro through the earth and behold all the, the earth seated still and is at rest praise god this is a, these are the same class of angels i think oh, i forget where it was now that called he calls them he calls them watchers so that is it's by the decree of the of the watchers the decree of the watchers and then by the word of the Holy One. They are the, the watchers and the word of the Holy One, right? So the, the watchers, with the decree which the watchers operate by, is according to the word of the Holy One. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That God, by decree of the watchers and by the word of the Holy One, that the Lord reigns and rules in the affairs of men. And he gives the kingdom to whosoever. Places so that it rules in the affairs of men. It's given by the decree of the watchers, by the word of the Holy One. You rules in the affairs of men, and what? And it gives the kingdom to who? So that rule in the affairs of men. That word affairs of men is talking about the execution of God's sovereign will when it comes to the natural affairs of men. They are such. They are creatures who. Who, who carried that out. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, and then the angels of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how will thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah against which thou hast had indignation these this 70 years? Praise God. So, to, to the bottom line here is, so you see all these beings were present. Um, when you, let's just switch over and go all the way down to um, Zechariah chapter 3. Praise God. Um, so he said, And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to his right hand to resist him. Amen. Amen. Just to speak a little bit about those angels too. Like a lot of times when you 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 pray for healing, right? Uh-huh. Healing. Most times, healing—a lot of time—healing is in the hand of those angels, mm. right? Healing things that affect the natural body. Mm. They are in the hands of those kind of angels. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Um, it's not every healing that is by the anointing. Mm. That is maybe the anointing of the Holy Spirit mm. that moves upon the the body and begin to operate. 
a lot of times angels carry out healing too. Mm. They carry out things that affect the, the natural things of men. Mm. You have angels who, who do such things. Praise God. Um, so in verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1, it says, And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee. O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked with fire? And Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. So in this whole conversation, there is the angel, which is also the angel of the Lord. But then there were other angels who were there. See, and he answered and spoke unto those that stood before him, to those that are angels, were telling them, take away the filthy garments from him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And unto him, unto him, he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair meter upon his head. So they set a fair meter upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by, and the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua. And they thus said, the Lord of hosts, if thou will walk in my ways, praise God. So the purpose of the change, they brought about a change of, of garment. Praise God. Now, that change, say change. Change. The change of garment which they brought to him is for, that is the change of his priestly garment. Praise God. The purpose of the priestly garment is so that he can begin to measure out a walk. Praise God. So he can begin to do what? Measure. To measure out a walk. And so he says, if, and if, thus said the Lord of hosts, if thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts. Now, are you seeing those two things? And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Amen. Amen. Now, what's the meaning of that? So, he's telling him that, pretty much, that if you can, of course, we have to change your garment. That garment is the pure priestly, um, um, it has to do with, the garment actually means he's mainly, his priestly, um, his priestly allocation, mm. right? Mm. That it was filthy mm. before. Meaning that in, when it came to the priesthood, mm. Joshua had faults, mm. right? In the priesthood or the high priesthood, mm. he had fault. It wasn't pure. Mm. And of course, the defect in the priesthood has to do with a person's handling mm. of the Word, because the, the custody of the priesthood is knowledge. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, I, I, I believe there might have been some interference, adulteration, mm. pollution mm. of the knowledge which he was keeping, mm-hmm. which he was holding. Mm. Now if the, if the priest has some defect in what he's holding, the knowledge which he's keeping, then there will be a problem with the judgment mm. that will proceed out of the priesthood. 
Amen. And judgment, judgment is a priestly, when you say judgment, judgment is, is priestly, um, is a priestly faculty that has moved beyond pure priesthood, that has arrived at dominion. Right. So, so the capacity of judgment, who, the person who can judge is a priest that has dominion. Right, not just any priest. Mm. Is a, actually a priest that has what, dominion. that has dominion. Mm. Right, it is. That's what judgment is. Praise God. Are you seeing? So based on we, we we did a lot of work on the understanding of judgments yes. in the prayer meeting for School of the Spirit. Mm. But you see, but you see that thing we call judgment. It is actually the, is actually the capacity of reigning. Mm. Mm. And so, so judgment, you see, that, that judgment is something that a full Christ mm. must have. Mm. It's, it's what, one of the signs of a, of a full Christ is his, is his judgment. Or you can, you can link judgment with reigning. In Isaiah chapter 11, mm. right after he has come into knowledge of the fear of the Lord, and they will make him of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge with the sight of his eyes and all that. Yeah. Uh, then they allow they at some point they say with the rod of his lips will he what slay the wicked then they now began to speak about rain of life yes, the rain of the kind of life yeah. which will happen upon the holy mountain mm. at that point mm. and we, we saw a little bit about the natures yeah, of, yeah. of of dominion yeah. that will begin to be expressed as as because of as a consequence of fullness yeah. in christ I, am I making sense to you? I don't know if I'm making any sense. So the sign of fullness in Christ is, is, the, is judgment. Am I correct? We should all know this very, very clearly. So I'm going to be saying things, and I'm going to be saying things resting upon the assumption that we, have, we are rich with that understanding of, of what judgment means in Christ, because the Lord has spent time to establish that for us. Praise God. Now, now, what I want us to see now is that judgment really is what is the judgment is the dominion. It is a dominion capacity of the of of the priestly foundation of the when you have a priestly stature. If the purpose of a priestly stature has an end, is to actually move into dominion. Because in the end, what he will make, he makes unto our God. What he wants to make us to our God are kings and priests. Or they call it royal priesthood. Right? You are a royal priesthood. Uh-huh. They call it, in the book of Exodus, they call it a kingdom of priests. A royal priesthood. Right? It's the same thing. To make us kings and priests means priests with dominion. Yes, sir. So, so priests with dominion. And of course, Joshua had the problem. Without, without, he had the problem in there was issues in the priesthood mm-hmm. that would make it not move into the place of dominion. Mm-hmm. So, and you see, the, the purpose of of royal priesthood is. One of the main first reasons, of course, you are a priest to our God. But one of the main reasons is that, which is a proof of the dominion, is that you must reign on the earth. According to Revelation chapter 5, am I correct? Yes, he has made us king. He redeemed us from the earth by thy blood, 
from all every kindred, every tongue and nation, amen, and has made us unto our God, priests and kings, or kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And we shall reign on the earth. You see that matter of reigning on the earth, that's what we have been sitting upon, that heaven is saying that we must know what that means, and we must come into the reality of reigning on the earth. Reign. We must reign on the earth. Reign on the earth. Amen. Amen. So, so this earth, so the earth, you see, is a place of contention. Mm. Am I correct? Yes, sir. It's a place of contention. Mm. And the truth is that the rain on the earth is actually a consequence of height mm. in the heavens. Mm. The, the height in the heavens determines the rain mm. on the earth. The height in the heavens determines the rain on the earth. Mm. Praise God. The order said the height, what? The height said the heaven. Determine the rain on the earth. Determine the rain. The rain on the earth. So God's purpose, what God wants to do is to bring, let the earth's rain become heavenly. Let heaven, let, let earth take the, receive the dominion of heaven. Allow heaven to rule the earth. Mm-hmm. That's when, when you read the prophetic scriptures about the end. It's about reigning on the earth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's about allowing heaven, bringing about the dominion of heaven mm-hmm. on the earth, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When you say all the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God, and of his Christ. See, our God and the Christ, they have interest in being manifest on the earth. The kingdom of our God and of his what? And of his Christ. Praise God. So God will not leave earth alone until his dominion, not just the dominion of Christ. When the dominion of Christ manifests in the earth, it's not enough. Praise God. The, the kingdom of the earth must become the kingdom of our God. So it means the dominion of the earth must receive and house and carry the dominion of our God 
and of his Christ. Two of them. But we know the order is the Christ first and then the dominion of God that should come to the earth. That's the, also the meaning of thy kingdom come. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Separated is your name. Well, from is separated, but then, then thy kingdom should come and your will should be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done in earth as it is. When his will is being done in earth as it is in heaven, that is because of as a, as a result of reigning that is happening on there. This is a non-negotiable matter when it comes to God. So are you seeing what we are talking? We're talking about beings coming to God, moving to everlasting life, moving into eternal life. So though, though you will have the expressions of those life in the earth, the dominion of those lives will be in the earth. And God will not rest until those things, those are the things that should come to pass on the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. They, our, our souls need to be possessed with it. Eh? Mm-hmm. We need to be possessed with, you know, it, it takes a lot of labor and work, work in word and the spirit to mm-hmm. condition the soul, to get to souls where the, the soul is conditioned and where the expectation of the reign of God in earth becomes a, an actual true hope and expectation. Within. It takes much preaching and preaching and preaching and unveiling and teaching and teaching and is that teaching is painting the hope mm-hmm. amen. amen right that 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 blessed hope yeah. and the glorious appearing is that titus chapter yeah. two yeah. what will bring about the Blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and then Savior Jesus Christ is because of the grace of, of God that bringeth salvation. Are you saying that grace is to bring full salvation that appeared to all men that have been teaching them? It teaches and teaches, and you, to keep teaching that grace is what has been teaching. It taught us, it has been teaching us from milk of the world, we enter world of righteousness, we've been learning faith, hope, charity. It's been teaching, teaching. Opening, taking us from season to season, yeah. bringing about reinterpretation of the of the text yeah. f- to move us yeah. forward. Praise God! And so it's going to that grace will keep teaching and teaching yeah. and teaching and teaching. Yeah. Praise God! Because it, that teaching grace is the bringer of salvation. Yeah. That teaching us that we should deny ungodliness, worldly loss, and then live righteously, soberly. And righteously and godly in this present world. Then looking for, that's Titus 2 11, Titus 2 12, looking for the blessed hope. So, are you seeing what they are trying to paint across to us? Is the blessed hope to make, to impregnate the soul with the blessed hope. Preachers who preach the blessed hope, they sound like madmen most of the time. Because of how removed from the consciousness of men the blessed hope is. 
to be able to bring that blessed if you know how unblessed men are to be able to import a blessed hope men are so unblessed when you check their hope their hope is the hope of graveyards and that hope they will fight you they will die for it they Amen. Amen. That hope is you have to wrestle with them to remove the hope. Mm-hmm. Of course, the wrestling is the wrestling using the tools of the Word of God, yes. the tools of the Scripture, the prophetic tools yes. which has been given. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So, but, but what God wants to do is to is to import and establish the blessed hope, mm-hmm. which is talks about the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior. Jesus Christ. That's Titus chapter 2. Praise God. Amen. Are we blessed this morning? Are we blessed? Amen. Amen. So, so this thing of reigning is the, reigning is, the, is the purpose of the priesthood. So when God was instituting priesthood in Israel, it was, it was because of the vision of the reign, of the dominion of the nation. That's why he put the priesthood there. In other words, what kind of nation ought Israel to be in terms of their kind of dominion? Right? That's what that's what all the you check the promises, the, the, the prophecy about Israel. I will make you a holy nation. I will make you a priestly nation, and a peculiar people. I will make you a a kingdom of priests. A dominion of priests. That's the word I want us to see. That's the, the core of what they are, they are bringing to us. Is to cite what you call the, the dominion. The priestly dominion. In a soul. Amen. Amen. They want to open up the, the priestly dominion. How, how you reign in, through priesthood. Our Father, we bless your name to give you glory. Father, we bless your name. Amen. Let me see what is the time now. Okay. I don't want us to waste too much time. Let's, let's go on. Let's just go on. Amen. Amen. So, so you see that the, the, so Joshua's garment had to be changed, which was his pure priestly garment. Right? Means they had, the, means they had to correct what he is keeping. His knowledge had to be accurate. Praise God. They had to help his fix the errors, the filth in his garment or in the priesthood. So that's why every every reign of every reign in his soul, well at the core of it, the first problem you must solve in, in a soul that should reign is you must fix every the error of of doctrine. The error. That's why there must be there's a lot of labor in doctrine. First, in the priesthood, to bring accuracy. Any soul who does not have accuracy in doctrine 
when you are moving into a season of raining, Satan will stand beside you to accuse you. The accuser of the brethren. Right? He's the accuser of the brethren. Like he was accusing this man who is high priest now. Because this high priest was supposed to be a high priest, but he had doctrinal error. In terms of what the keeping of the testimony was not correct, was not accurate. Amen. Amen. So, Satan's accusation, when we think of, ah, Satan is an adversary that accuses us in the presence of God. When you check his accusations against you, they are not, they are not just Satan quarreling with God. That's not the way those realms are. It's not, that's not the way, or just, just Satan demanding, no, I want to, no. It's actually, it hinges upon loopholes. It's like it, when you have an opposition in, the, in, the, in a legal case, the, the standing of that, he can't just, the, the lawyer, the opposing lawyer can't just stand up and just tell the judge, no, this guy is a bad guy, no, you, we don't, and then just complain and ramble and ramble and go away, you've not done anything. A lot of it is you must be able to go back and you must have found gaps in terms of the fulfillment of the law. There's gaps in the law. Which is gap in doctrine. Yes, sir. That is, those are the points that Satan stands on yes, to accuse a soul yes. before God. Yes, and so, when a soul, what is the point, purpose of Satan's accusation? Is so that souls will not be given space for reigning. Mm. Wow. Is, that is how, you ask me, how does he take the air? How does he stay on the air? Because that place is where the dominion of the earth he has. The, no, it's not possible for that word, it shall rain on the earth to happen mm. without recovering the, without winning the battle mm. of the legal battle in the spirit mm. against the accuser. It's based on accusation mm. that the prince of the power of the air mm. has his positioning mm. in the spirit. Are you getting me? Yeah. It's not so, you can't bind him out. You can't cast him out. So let's say a church that has error in doctrine, gaps in doctrine, mm. lack of, of accuracy in doctrine. Yeah. You can pray and pray and fast all you want. You can't, take the, you can't touch that position of principalities, the principalities that have been set in the heavens, so that, that from, there, from where they dictate the dominion yes, of the earth. Yes, you can't touch them. Because why can't you touch them? Because in the courts of heaven, you have an accuser who ar- argues based on point yes, of yes, gaps yes, in understanding. Yes, so, a, a, any, any company, a church, a believer, a person, a Christian who has gap in understanding or doctrine, which is in terms of their priestly um, possession, what they are supposed to handle. In their priesthood, if there are gaps there, or what he calls it, filth of garment. Yes, when there's filth of garment, are you getting me? Yes, you will not be gaining victory. Mm-hmm. You will not be having rain. You will not be experiencing dominion. Yes, you will not be experiencing rain. Are you, are, am I making sense to you? So, so you, you should see why there's been so much emphasis on, on the establishment of doctrine, which is the, on, of the accuracy of the knowledge of the covenant. Because this knowledge is the knowledge of the covenant. 
which is what is being explained, which is what is being given to us. Covenants are in level. There's a covenant of life. Then there's a covenant of peace. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then there is what you call the everlasting covenant. These are all the covenants that a priest should keep. That my covenant should be with Levi. They should seek the law at his mouth. These are all the covenants that a priestly soul should keep. So, so this garment is talking about pedigree in covenant. That's the meaning of garment here. You have to associate garment with the with, with garment with as you have to associate garment as a symbol of attainment or achievement in faculty of learning. Am I, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. When you go to, to, to school, yeah. you can tell who is dean versus, uh, based on PhD versus master's. Yeah. Graduation, the master's garment is not the same as PhD yeah, garment. Yeah. That is the same thing as undergrad. Yeah. The garment, yeah, in the, when the faculty, the, when the chancellor comes, yeah. he wears his own. Nobody is wearing what he's wearing. Uh, those are actually, they are actually, the garment has to do with pedigree of knowledge. So based on the garment of the PhD guy, it tells you his, his, his inheritance mm. in that knowledge. Yeah. You can't compare it with the garment of the undergrad. Mm. We just finished. So the garment speaks to what they are keeping, mm. the knowledge. So when the, the garment is filthy, he's talking about... So that would tell you that even though they call him a high priest, yeah. but when you check his, his high priestly stature, mm. he's not really a high priest. Mm-hmm. Because there are gaps. The garment is thin. That's why Satan was standing there and is telling God, this one cannot reign. He can't serve as a high priest. You can't, he cannot have a priestly dominion because when you check his, his acquisition, his storage of knowledge, there are gaps. That's what Satan does to souls. Am I, am I making sense to you? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. So verse 4, it says, And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee. You see that? Mm-hmm. And I will clothe thee with change of raiment. I will clothe thee. So that clothing, how they clothe the person with change of raiment. is is true word. It's true Doctrine, establishment, or giving of accurate giving of knowledge. That is how they repair the priesthood. They will repair it and repair it. This job here is the job of the, this is the same kind of work. You see, the work that they are doing here to Joshua, the high priest, is the work that was spelled out by Malachi. Because Malachi was a book about the, it was written about the repair of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. 
right, where the priesthood had fallen into error, they had fallen into fear, they had left things. And it is say unto Levi that this commandment is for him. Yeah. He began to speak about them. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Right, that's, that's the same place where he said the priest leaves should keep knowledge. Yeah. He should seek the Lord. I think chapter 2 or so. Yeah. He should seek the Lord at his mouth. Yeah. For he is a messenger of the Lord of hosts. Yeah. Then chapter 3 now began to speak about the actual purification process. Yeah. So the, the changing of garment. The, the process of it is what Malachi chapter 3 details. The change of government. When there shall be, a, he send his messenger before the great day, the praise God. And then the messenger of the covenant of music will suddenly come into, then he will be a purifier of the sons of Levi, praise God. He will purge them, what's what? As gold and silver, uh huh. So that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. To offer unto the Lord an offering means they have been, He has purged them, He has cleansed them. The same way this garment of, so the offering of a change of raiment is a purging and a cleansing of the priesthood. The purging and the cleansing. True what word mm-hmm. is the instrument of sanctification. Yes. Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is, is truth. The, praise God. Amen. 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 Do you see that? Yes, sir. Now, so the purpose of accuracy, why you must be accurate in your priestly custody of right, what you are, key, say keep. 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 A priest keeps. Keeps knowledge. You keep knowledge. You have to keep knowledge. Knowledge. When you have kept knowledge, a man who has kept knowledge, it's time for, them, for him to begin to move into reigning. Right? Because, because the operation of the seven spirit is to build up knowledge. Stature. Then after you've built up knowledge, what they call knowledge and the fear of the Lord, you now begin to move into the reigning, according to Isaiah chapter, chapter 11. Does that make sense? So let's see what reigning looks like. Or the sign of, 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 of that you, his soul has kept knowledge well. The sign you have kept knowledge well is, is the emergence of the prophetic. Prophetic nature begins to blossom. Prophetic life, prophetic attitude, prophetic stature begins to emerge because of the accuracy of the keeping. When knowledge in you sits properly, it makes the prophetic nature begin. Now, a soul who doesn't have completeness in doctrine, you begin to tell the soul, don't think about your life today and don't think about your tomorrow. Set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. Look into the invisible. Right? Yes. Do not set your mind on your affections on things on the earth. 
but on things that will where Christ is seated. Why you look not to the to the seen, but into the unseen? For what is seen, if you tell that to a soul who doesn't have completeness of doctrine, of knowledge, they will try the exercise. They won't be able to be doing it. Because what makes a soul able to live that way is an equipment on the inside. Why, what stops souls from seeking their, their eyes, setting their eyes on things above, of, of, on the invisible, on that which is to come, which is a prophetic nature, is, is that, is that when, they are, as they, when they try to do it, they are an unanswered argument. They are the accusations that are unanswered. That when those things come, they can't answer it. They can now find inward justification why they should live that way. So such a, a, a query to their soul can bring them down from the pro- prophetic position that their heart has taken. All of a sudden, they will just, will just wake up one day. The expediency of their natural life will overwhelm them and cut off the attitude, the prophetic attitude. You, you, for you know, they just plunge into, and this happens to souls. It happens around us. Yeah. You see, a soul might just go away for months. You are trying to reach the soul. The soul is not even responding anymore. The soul doesn't is not able to muster up mm. prophetic yeah. nature yes. anymore yeah. because the soul has been overwhelmed by the arguments mm. of the world, mm. the arguments of the present. Mm. Life has taken over. It is life becomes more important all of a sudden than the profession in the spirit. It's not something you can act. If you try and act it out, it's a matter of time. After a while, you won't be able to continue it. <laughs> you can't live prophetically naturally. The, the prophetic strength is a supernatural strength. Something supernatural must be inside you that will make you living day to day. When men are going weary, Going, running, and going to take care of their lives. Every, every day when they come to you, they are seeing freshness mm. of the hope, mm. of the invisible hope. Mm. You, are, you are abounding and flourishing. Mm. The great hope is, is abounding. Mm. Amen. Amen. In you. Mm. You are longing and thirsting even more mm. for the invisible. Your, your appetite for the, the riches of your abode in the invisible mm. is, it becomes larger. Mm. Your tent becomes larger. Mm. You are abounding more. You are enjoying the invisible more. Mm. While others are what? Mm. Are taking time off to go and take care of their life. Mm. Why? It's because of, there's something in you mm. that a, man, a natural man does not have. Mm. And the, the winds will come, especially in this last time. Times will come that will test what is in men. There are different things. Sometimes it might just be as life is going. You know, Satan has put things at different points in life. Right? The, the argument of life against you. The argument of the world against you mm. when you are a teenager mm. is at a level. Yes, sir. 
There are some arguments that the world cannot really make about you. Like it's hard for you to, for a teenager to be seduced from the truth because of the burden of what he will eat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not, that's not his problem. His father is, is providing it. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's not part of the world's instrument at that age, at that level. Yeah. But peer pressure, uh-huh. mm-hmm. how your friends see you, what they say about you, how you, how you seem to them, mm-hmm. that can be a mighty. Uh-huh. There will be an age a man doesn't care about that. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying. Yes. But you see that same soul who was so innocent about provision, about where you will eat, what you will wear, and all. Let's say the moment, maybe when you are still in university, you are still innocent because steady cash is flowing. Yeah. Those of us who are, our parents are blessed, steady cash is flowing. You know, so that's not even part of your own. Yeah. When we when we are talking about take no thought for your life, what you will eat, what you will wear. So you, that scripture does not apply to you. That's a foreign temptation. Someone, if you're not, if you're not wise, someone secretly in your heart, you won't be like, what is even, how can someone even be, be removed from the path because of what they will eat? <laughs> what kind of a thing is that? Is it, should it be a no-brainer that you should love the Lord more than that? It's because you have not, uh, you've never ever experienced the fear of not knowing what you will eat. Talking about maybe what your child will eat or your wife will eat. You've never experienced that before, so you don't know what it is. But maybe as you are growing from maybe being sheltered, after a while, your, your parents tell you, ah, maybe, maybe it's, from now on, oh, maybe I only pay school fees. Oh. Uh, so it means that whether you eat now is not your own problem. Hmm. If you will buy new clothes, if you will buy, if you change your clothes, if you want to take a trip, if you want to travel, those are your own problem now. We'll just be paying your school fees. They are, the season of life is changing. Are you getting what I'm saying? New cares oh, yeah. become open yes, to the to your heart. Yeah. Are you getting me? But so that's why before you get you are getting to that season is changing. Mm. There should have been enough in you yes, to answer the arguments yeah. that that season. that season will bring to you. Yes, that will answer the conversation of the world mm-hmm. in that season. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. A lady who is nineteen. It, uh, 20, 21, you can't, fear of whether you get married is not, not a problem mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. in your journey mm. in the spirit. Okay. Because just by virtue of where you are, yeah. you are not yet open to such accusation. Yeah. But when you're getting to like 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, then all you are doing is you are just going, you are just going, going to meetings, hearing word. And when you look around the meeting, you are not seeing potential. Ah. Uh, and I, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes, you don't understand? Yes, sir. Do you understand that kind of situation? Yes, sir. Some of us might not understand that. Yes, but not understand that. Mm-hmm. Where you feel like this is where you should be. This is where the word is flowing. This is where your soul is being blessed. But, mm-hmm. but when you look at that area... You're not seeing potential in the environment. Mm. And age is clocking. Do you know what kind of a temptation that is? Those are, those are legitimate um, arguments. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if a soul does not have enough, if there are gaps in knowledge that cannot answer, doesn't have enough to answer such 
a legitimate pain. Mm. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. It can cause what? Inability. It can truncate prophetic posture. What kills prophetic posture most of them are legitimate things that are too that get too weighty, it can shift the gaze mm. from the invisible. Yeah. And when you trace it, it is because of lack, deficiency in the priesthood. Do you get me? Are you, so the spine of the prophetic nature is the priesthood. Is the priesthood. That's the spine of the prophetic nature. Some souls don't have prophetic spine because they are in their keeping of knowledge. Doctrine is not complete. It cannot stand and maintain posture of the prophetic These are the things that make souls disconnect from the part. Mm. It's because of there was a gap. There was a lack. So, but maybe at the time when that knowledge should have been given, mm. because it, at that time, it might not have appeared expedient. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they say, oh, it's not all this extra revelation, all these things. That mm. I'm fellowshipping with God. I'm enjoying. Why, am I, why do I need all these extra things being opened? Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you don't know. You don't know why. It's like Eli, maybe, sorry, Samuel, when he was being trained by Eli, Eli, Eli giving him doses of priestly instruction, unveiling the covenants. You know, everyone would have taught him, Eli would have taught him the covenant of life, must have taught him covenant of what? Of peace. Praise God. Must have schooled. Imagine him not being interested in some. Areas. Maybe he will say, Well, because are we not living in this all our life is not this tabernacle life. Why try why are you teaching me about um, maybe it might be it might be I, I don't know what it is, just examples. Uh-huh. Some things that Eli might want to teach Samuel and he won't but he doesn't know that the purpose of all those priestly training is that a time will come when the weight of a whole nation will should rest upon him. You get what I'm saying? So, what, what crumbled Saul is that the weight that Samuel was carrying for years, they tried to put it on a man who had no priestly spine. I think you were saying it. Were you the one saying it in the prayer today? Who mentioned it? In the prayer as we were praying today, right? That's, that Samuel, Saul, that was the problem with Saul. And even though the prophetic spirit came upon him, even though he prophesied and all of that, their oil came upon him and everything, but yeah. the training, yeah. that in terms of the depth, the knowledge, yeah. the priestly knowledge, yeah. that ought to that formed the spine of a man mm. who should be able to carry dominion yeah. of God, was not present in him. Mm. And when, when Bush came to shove, the weight, expectation, he became more concerned about the image. Mm. What are they thinking about me? Mm. Hey, I go say those are things that a priest is healed from. Mm. A priest is blind to the, to the thought of the people. Yeah. The, in fact, yeah. so, <laughs> are you going to say? So imagine how dead Samuel was mm. to the expectations 
and of the people. He, didn't, he doesn't know that. He grew up in the temple. So what people will say about him doesn't, doesn't matter to him. But Saul was not, did not have that training. You know what I'm saying? He lacked the knowledge. That is, that is the sanctification of the priest. And that sanctification is by the word. It's the word that releases sanctification on his soul. Praise God. If you're a young person now, you're not yet married, don't joke with your sanctification. You know, some, some, of, some of us who are young, maybe we came out of the world, we still have issues of the flesh. Mm. You know those issues of the flesh? Mm. Maybe you still, have, you are, you're still born with lust for ladies mm. as a guy. Mm. Or, or you can't control yourself. You have a lot of fleshly issues. Mm. And you are, you, time is going. Time is going. Before you know it, it's time to get married. You will carry those things into your marriage. You're in trouble. Mm. You'll be in trouble. This is, if, you are young, if you are not married now, mm. you are still a young person. This is the time of your pure sanctification. Mm. Anything flesh mm. must not be named close to you. Mm. You must have been purified from the flesh. Mm. It, 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 let me tell you something. That's, that's one of the main reasons for your singlehood. Mm. It's hard to take a man or a woman who was not fully sanctified properly as a young person, mm. and they now got married, to come and sanctify them in marriage. Mm. It's not possible. <laughs> mm. it's, it's actually, I, don't, I want to say it's not possible. It's very difficult. Because mm. that's not the time for that. Mm. The, one of the reasons for sing, you know that how single life is, where abstain from fornication. Mm. Right? Abstain from all those things. The reason for that, why they give you a time in your life to where you are practicing that you are mustering strength and mustering grace because and the shut doors of some certain kind of pleasures to the soul so the soul can have that time to build certain spine right are you getting what i'm saying the the act the commandment to abstain from any fornication of course fornication is not just in the act it's also in the mind jesus raised the bar if you think about it you have done it are you getting what i'm saying so all those things that they raised, and then the, the power of train, change that the commandment of abstinence from sexual activity and all of that mm. is supposed to rot in his soul. Mm. Once is that time expires, then, of course, when you are married, that command of abstinence no longer ap- ap- applies to you. Mm-hmm. If this command of abstinence no longer applies to you, the tool, the primary tool of purification has been taken away. You ca- in your marriage, you cannot say, well, let me now start practicing. You can't do that. The time has gone. Once it has gone, it has gone. That's one thing that single people don't know. People who, single people who joke. Oh, yeah, if you're able to get born again when you are young, before you got married, praise God. The, com- the strict commandment in terms of keeping yourself around single life, those things are actually for... They are to do a lot mm. in you. Mm. It's, not, it's not just about the fact that, of what, let's say if you have sex with a lady, mm. what that sin, that sin will defy you. It's not about that. The commandment is about the, the training that it will bring about in your soul mm. by obeying that commandment. Mm. And obeying it well and accurately from the depth of your heart. Mm. There's something is building on the inside of you mm. that 
that strength is building, most likely it actually has nothing to do with sex or any of that. Mm. Pra- praise God. Mm. Because as a human being, you were made for sex. Mm. That's the honest truth. <laughs> because you are made to get married, and for most of your life, you are supposed to actually be married. That's how the norm, normally, unless you have a gift of celibacy or whatever they call that gift. But normally, you should be married. So most of your life, sex is something that you should, be, you should you will end up doing as a normal thing most of your life. But the reason why at an early phase, the Lord said, don't do it, is because at that phase, there's something they want to work out. And that is not the purpose of telling you not to engage in sexual um, scenes and all that mm. activities before you are married mm. is not to teach you how, how not to yes. it's not to change you into a person who doesn't like anything that's sexual that's not the goal <laughs> yeah. because you are supposed to be a sexual being because for most of your life you should be a sexual being mm. uh, I'm, trying to, I'm rushing what I'm saying because I'm looking at time but I, I wish I, I can say it well Amen. Do we have time? Can I say what I'm saying? Okay. Praise God. Amen. So, lack of understanding has made us think that the reason why the Lord says to a young person, be pure, be holy, fully, don't commit um, um, fornication or adultery or any of that. So we can interpret it because we think that thing, there's something inherently bad about it, which is a big lie. The Lord created all those things. It's actually meant for people to live. Most of your time, you should be enjoying all those things. You are, you are designed physiologically, physically to, to enjoy them. Are you getting me? So, so, so in that your time of singlehood, the, reason, the goal of abstaining from sexual immorality and sin and activities is not to make you a non-sexual person. Which the devil, but the devil has a way of trying to do that mm. for guys and for ladies, mm. and praise God to create a lot of things around there that will affect people in marriage later. Mm. But the reason for that commandment doesn't have really anything to do with sex itself. Mm. It doesn't. It has to do with teaching a person to restrain some of the most powerful urges mm. of their nature. In that training, in that train of being able to, as a result of the, nothing else but the fear of God, to be able to use, to, to restrain and refrain from gratifying the strongest urges of your carnal nature because of the fear of God, that thing is, is a creation of an inward strength. It's something that is a, it has a lot to do with, as a single person, your growth spiritually mm. has a lot to do with that area. Mm. So if you are careless with that area as a young person, mm. ah, mm. you will lose an opportunity yes. to develop in a way that I don't know how heaven will do it. They might find a way later, but it might take decades. Mm. Something that in a short time of your life. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. See, a soul that went through sanctification mm. well, as a young person, mm. and then moved into life proper mm. from that foundation. Mm. It's not the same as a soul who never, who never, a soul who never lent the ability to have restrained mm. by the fear of God. 
is how to create the things later in life that can where you can exercise such a thing and master it. That thing, one of that thing is one of the strongest purpose of singlehood. That's phase of singlehood. That's why the Lord makes puberty happen before marriage time. How, how easy would it have been to make puberty only happen when it's time at marriageable age? So that would remove all the temptation. No, no. He made it start early so that he gives the person a time to, it's for growth of the soul. So you, it's like you give the person a thing and I want to teach you the exercise of submitting this thing to God for the training of your soul. So if you're a young person and you're abusing it or you're cutting corners with this thing, you don't, you don't know what you're doing with yourself. Mm. I, I see young people today, they, you know young people, they always try to find a way to, you know, if, they say, if you say don't eat the cake, they want to try and lick the ice somehow. Lick a little part of it. <laughs> of it. Mm? Don't do all those things. Mm. Be pure. Mm. Be pure. And, mm. and, for, and you see, praise God. Hallelujah. In all the, you know, it's not just the act of some, some, so young people can say, okay, we won't do the actual, actual acts of sex, but all the feeling around it, mm. amen, amen. Mm. all the, the, the mind participation, mm. the, a lot of time we do that, and we do it maybe the stirring of conversations, mm. and allow our heart to flow in that way, and be, to be stimulated in that way, mm. even though we are not fully carrying out the physical action. Mm. Those things you are, those praise God, Hallelujah. you are you are wasting your time. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. You know, hmm. I, I, there are all kinds of things I've seen young, young people. They don't enjoy those ones. They don't they don't have girlfriend because of course they can't have girlfriend. You know, they don't have boyfriend. They don't have and they don't have sex and all that. But when you see the way they behave, they 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 behave with you can see a brother behaving with a younger sister, with a sister as if the way you should behave with somebody you are emotionally entangled to. Mm. Nice words, sweet words. Mm. Hey, hey, dear. Hey, love. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> hey, sweetie. What what is that? You are enjoying the hey, sweetie, and hey, love. When it's not time for that. Mm. Well, you know, you know, guys are bad. They can hide that under the cloak. No, it's just charity language. You know, we just. Love each other as brethren. <laughs> right. the, the question I ask you: Do you call your brother sweetie? Mm. <laughs> when you text your brother, you say hello, hello love. Mm. Do you call your your brother's love? Mm. Why, if you are a brother, you are only calling sisters love. Something is wrong with you. Mm. Mm. Some brothers can't even call their own brother dear self because of love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but when, They are trying to leak part of the cake right. that God said keep keep away. Mm. Mm. And those kind of conversation that you are staring, staring off yeah. mm. is the kind of Saul's kind of scene. Mm. You know, we we kill most of it, but there's just some. I just saw this one. Let's keep this one for you, God. Mm. But God said, kill everything. I don't know why I went to, into this thing I'm saying, but this is just an example. A side, maybe the Lord particularly wants to address this. Yeah. You use your, if you still have time as a single person, 
Man, use it well. Use it well. Use it well. Let your allow your inward spine, your your it's not it's not the word is not zeal. The word is let your the way your, your let your 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 conviction for the for purity complete adherence to the laws which God has given to you to live by. The idea of of even playing with disobeying should be far away from you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, you see that the Lord has given a lot of um, giving us a lot of investment in terms of the doctrine, in terms of the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I said that the purpose of doctrine and perfection of <clears throat> in the priesthood is so that when you have when you are fully furnished yeah. with the law, with the revelations of Christ, mm. with the word, when you keep you are keeping the knowledge, mm. then what happens naturally you what begins to, to find expression. Say it? Dominion. Dominion, but what, first the prophetic. Is it is the prophetic that carries the that carries the soul mm. to the throne. Mm. Is the prophetic nature mm. that makes you balanced mm. on the throne. So that prophetic has to do with walking. Mm. That's what they are saying here. Uh, time has gone, so we'll be rounding up now. It says, um, And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have ceased, caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Mm. And I said, Let them set a firm meter upon his head. So, they set a fermenter upon his head and clothed him with garments, and the angel of the Lord stood by, right? And the angel of the Lord protested to Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways. When they are saying walk in my ways now, they are telling you now begin to move into your prophetic, the prophetic expression. Right? Walk in my, based on the deposit of knowledge. Now begin to walk in my ways. Mm. And if thou will keep my charge, and then thy, thou shalt also judge my house. Mm. So way, keeping way. At first you have knowledge mm. that should transition into ways mm. and paths. Mm. Amen. Amen. When you are transitioning into way, it is way and path that will now bring you into judgment. Mm. So thou shalt now also judge my house, praise God, and that then shall also keep my courts. Thou shalt then judge my house, and then shall keep my court. Judge my house, keep my court. So a priest that can judge has become a, a priestly king. He has come into the full expression of a royal priest.
So a priest that has learned to judge the house, mm. that's where judgment starts in the house. Like for Eli, must have started judgment inside the house, will eventually reign on the earth. Will eventually do what? Reign on the earth. That word reign on the earth is talking about where it says that we give the places to walk among these. Now, we went back and we saw who are these that stand by. They are these which go to and fro upon the earth. Those who go to and fro, who are the executors of judgment. Mm-hmm. And really, the, the, when you come down to the, the, the detailed execution of, of judgment and dominion mm. upon the earth. Yes, mm. They are the ones who carry out the rule. Mm. When it says that it's by the decree of the watchers, by the word of the Holy One, that the Lord reigns. Mm. In the affairs of men. And gives the kingdom to survive places. So when he says you will have places to walk in among these that stand. These that stand are those who are standing in the places of, of dominion. Upon the earth. So by virtue of the priesthood and the prophetic nature. You will now begin to find your feet. We need to find places to walk in. Among these. Are, so you have, you have the ability to walk on the earth. Before Samuel walked around Israel, he first of all walked in the house. And then walked in the courts. Before Samuel became a judge over Israel, which he was. Before he began to judge Israel, he first was judging the house and the court. That's what they're explaining here. Mm -hmm. Before he could judge, he he got to a point, he was being trained, which was the the weaving of his garment Mm -hmm. in the house. Mm The weaving of his garment. Mm. So when you pay attention to the weaving of your garment, after a while, when it's being weaved and woven and woven, it will, it will push you into a place of walking. Mm. You have within prophetic expression, mm. when it excels, mm. you now begin to have the without prophetic expression, like Samuel had mm. as well. Are you getting me? Which is the bringing about the full execution of reign, of reigning upon the earth. Amen. Amen. Do we have any question? Not personal, all right. All right. Like, yes. 
Okay, the, the, this thing of sanctification, right? Yes. That you were talking about. And how, because, okay, I'll just say a little bit how I've seen, for example, young people where it seems like they're exposed to revelation, right? Mm. But then they're not profiting. It's obvious that, for example, that they're not growing as they should. And a lot of times with younger people, you can trace it back to impurity when it comes to fleshly things that that kind of affects the walk. But then for people who might be saying, this thing is so impractical. Mm. Like, how how can the standard be so high that you're saying even my mind, mm. even, you know, and and then, like, there's also that argument. It's a stupid argument, but it's an argument nonetheless where it's like, okay, so how will I all of a sudden know how to be, be maybe, like, a sexual being when I get married if I don't even think about it, if I don't have anything to do with it? I just separate myself completely that it, it's unrealistic and and I don't know. What would you say to those people? Um, praise God. Um, so, there won't be that problem in marriage later if your holiness is by grace. Mm. Right? It's when you do it, it's when it's done religiously, like it's been yeah. done most of the time. Yes. Where being, being separate is just there's no revelation, nothing. It's just about just trying to force your mind not to think about anything that is sexual. When you see anything sexual, close your eyes, speak in tongues, run away. Or, and then if this is just your mustering up your will, you know what I mean? Then maybe physical lo- rules. I will never go to a lady's house ever. Or in some churches that we were discussing the other time, some churches, the ladies sit on this side, the guys sit on that side on the other side, praise God. That, and so all those kind of things, those are not, those are the problem. When it's done just natural, just, just um, religiously, when it's done religiously, is that you won't be dealing with the problem. Mm. What, all you'll be doing, you'll actually be spoiling what God has done. Mm. You'll be spoiling the sex, your sexuality. Mm. As a, well, that's what religion will do. Religion will, can diminish and kill sexuality. If when you are just in the name of holiness, you can kill that religiously. Mm. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you yielding to revelation. Mm. Yielding to enlightenment. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. When you have revelation, there's no revelation that will enter your heart that will attack sexuality itself. That is any revelation. It's not such. God doesn't do that. The spirit of God doesn't do that to you. It doesn't attack sexuality itself. What it attacks is the the principle that are being violated when a person begins to to go to move prematurely into sexuality. Which, which principles are principle of restraint. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so if a sexual thought comes to the head of, head of a mind of a young person, the mind of a young person has the ability to reject the thought and think upon other things. Not because those sex is evil or is it, it, it in itself is a bad thing and it's an abomination that no mind should think about. But that's how they try to preach it to religiously, which is wrong. Uh-huh. 
but it is because this is not something that is that is I am permitted to entertain at this point in my life, and because of to obey that and to exercise myself in, term, in being ability, in ability to follow after the, the the laws and the guiding principles that the Lord has given, you have the ability to respond in such moment and turn your mind away from it onto other things. And that thing comes by grace. It's, it's the love of the Lord. Yeah. Are you getting me? There are other things in your life at that point that grace can come and magnify beyond the gratification of those, of those things. Are you getting what I'm saying? And yeah. this is all gracious. It's gracious. You, you don't know how much grace is working towards you yeah. as a young person. It's when you have set your mind to break and violate laws, you are warring against the grace and mercy of God. Yeah. You begin to find yourself in such positions. Mm. Right? It thought that the sexual in nature doesn't just come like a hurricane and take over a, a, a person's mind. Mm. No, it builds up mm-hmm. most of the time. Before a sexual thought or, or temptation gets to a strong point in the young mind of a person that they can't control themselves anymore. Mm. And they can, it means that they've been nurturing it, mm. they've been secretly nurturing it, mm. giving it time given it space, it's been playing out itself. They've, they've already been compromising a long time ago. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes, but if a person that is used to obeying the voice of grace, when the Holy Ghost says, don't call, it's too late to call, you don't call. Yeah. When that, time, that decision of not calling is not a strong, impulsive thing. It's something you can easily obey. Yeah. And the reason why grace will come and tell you don't call is because grace sees where this call can lead to later, to a point where you can't come back from. So the problem is that it's when we are getting to that point, we start saying, ah, where is the grace now? God, what can we do? <laughs> because you have, <laughs> you've already, you, like you've done it, you've planned it your own way, you've created the disaster already, and then you, are, you, are, you want to just slap God and say, God, come here, come and take this disaster away. No, God has his pattern. He's a developer, he's a trainer. The act of, maybe not just that act of, ah, I just stayed pure. I didn't do this. That can cause pride for you. That's not what pleases God. Yeah. What pleases God is, the, is you, are, you, are, you learning to yield to a little nudging of the spirit of grace mm-hmm. when it's, it's leading you. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the problem is this. To young people, I will tell you it is this one. It is, you see those leading or little leading of the spirit that you disobey? That's where your problem is. Are you getting it? <laughs> if someone comes and tell me, I have this problem, with just a, I have a, sexual, a problem with sexual things, I, maybe some of them that have gone deeply into pornography, or have gone into all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It did not start with that. It's not the day that the first day you saw pornography that you started disobeying God. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's this series of disobediences mm-hmm. in your heart, check-ins in your heart. That leads you into such, you know, being tangled in bondage in such such habits. Mm-hmm. So if you are tangled in such things, how do you come out of it? Mm-hmm. Start obeying the little instructions mm-hmm. again. That's just it. Before you know it, the Holy Ghost will find a way mm-hmm. to bring you out. Mm-hmm. It. And gradually all those things will die out. Mm-hmm. You can be pure. Being pure is not that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, not, it's, just, it's just that... Why, why things become hard is when we, be, we pick and choose. We, we want to follow God with our own mind in control. Mm. 
and it will never work. Mm. We will end up being in trouble. Mm. Are you getting me? Yes, Maybe you're, you're opening channels of conversation with a particular sister. Maybe you like the sister. You're feeling one certain way about her. Mm. And that certain way you're feeling. Holy Ghost will tell you, this kind of feeling, don't pursue it all. Turn, turn another direction from this feeling. Mm. Forget it. Mm. Let it go. Feel just you know when it's still that little that you can easily let it go. Yeah. You obey that, but when you don't, you just then you are enjoying it. Mm. Then after a while, it makes you feel like texting her. Mm. They say, "Hey, hi, how do you do?" Before you know it, you start adding some sweet words in there. Mm. So, what, you are saying, "Where will that end?" Mm. It will end in you. More, you after you start thinking about her more. Thinking properly about her before you know it, you can break more into texts that are more sexual in nature, mm. thoughts that are more sexual in nature. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. So these things, you know, the, the way we we see, especially among young people, sorry, especially among young people. There's a way these things about like sexual impurities among young people are seen as one giant mountain that's impossible. It's like a plague that nobody can overcome it. It's a lie. It's when you try to solve these sexual sins outside of the holistic approach towards living in the spirit and living in obedience. That's when it will be like a serious monster that can never be overcome. And that's why you see churches are failing. Youth, many youth ministers are failing in this area. You see, you have young people who are just completely powerless when it comes to um, sexual sins because you're trying to preach against sexual sins. We are not teaching the life of the Spirit. You're not teaching obedience to the Lord. You're not teaching... You know what I mean by that? We're not, we not teaching people to walk in the Spirit. Yeah. We're trying to get them to, to somehow mm, muster energy against some of all these things and it will never work that's way if you want to be free from sexual impurities learn how be serious you see this message i'm teaching today teaching about the priesthood teaching about are you seeing all these things that when i'm sometimes when i'm, I'm teaching them you feel like it doesn't concern you <laughs> is that See, it's, it's hard for a, a priestly mind who is holding scriptures, who is, is fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost on the basis of the word. You're having priestly fellowship. It's hard for you to carry that same mind and be using it to romance a sister in your heart. <laughs> Sorry for lack of words. Which brothers, brothers have such, such issues? Why? It's because of when they are bringing this, this word that opens door to different kind of fellowship and pleasure, mm. you feel it doesn't concern you. It's for those spiritual people mm. who like the heavy revelation. Mm. You don't want to enter that world, but you want to somehow be in this natural kind of world mm. where you only fellowship with things you understand mm. and expect that all this, you, your mind won't find pleasure in mm. carnal things. Mm. It's not possible. Mm. It's, not, it's not possible. So, to be holy, don't stay in the camp where all the unholy things are and expect to be holy the way the priest in the tabernacle is holy. Yes. The priest who is focusing on the, the law of his God, 
whose all his pleasure about the, 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 the pleasure of his God, who is surrounded by the knowledge of his God, the kind of holiness he can measure. Don't try to think you can be separate from that life and measure the same kind of holiness. It's not possible. So when, when Revelation is going on, is they, are, they are giving you the alternatives. These are, what's the alternative of lusting after a sister? It's learning about the priesthood, <laughs> learning about the tabernacle, learning about the ark, learning about the fullness of Christ, yeah. learning about all these things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Until they become your delight, day or night. Yeah. That's what makes you not stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. No, are you what I'm saying? It's because you have another delight. Who is the delight in the law of the Lord? Yeah. If when they are bringing all this one, you say, no, these things are true, uh, we need simple things. No problem. You have delight in other things. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if this makes sense. Yes, yeah, so thank you for that question. Um, I hope that I explained a little bit to us. Amen. So you should be able to see how, how the core of the prophetic life and nature is the faithfulness with the priesthood. What's faithfulness with the priesthood? Faithfulness with the knowledge. Anything mm-hmm. that has to do with the giving of knowledge, the mm-hmm. giving of revelation and understanding. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the core of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. When you, are, you do well in that area, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? then yes. you, it begins to, your, your prophetic ability begins to blossom. What will be exciting your soul will be things that are the invisible will excite you more mm. than thinking about natural yeah. carnal things. Yes, sir. You become more prophetic. And after a while you begin to reign. Mm. You begin to reign. Mm. A person who is reigning is not a slave to fleshly desires. Mm. He's not a flesh to carnal desires. His sight is too high mm. than that. Mm. That's the sign of a person who is who is reigning. Mm-hmm. So, so a person who is reigning in life or reigning in Christ, mm-hmm. sin no longer has dominion over him. Mm-hmm. Sin no longer reigns in his mortal body. Mm-hmm. Because he has he's entered into, into the reign of mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Like we spoke a lot about the, the, the maybe sins of the flesh and all. There are all kinds of things. All the other works of the flesh, all the other things, being, 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 having malice, having, being, having let a discord between brethren, inability to forgive, um, uh, inability to give, to sacrifice, all those other things. Why? It's lack of prophetic strength. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. What will make you choose yourself over your brother instead of your brother by yourself is that you don't, you don't have the knowledge for that kind of action. You don't have the knowledge that can make that can result in settling that way you, you will you converse with your heart and you're able to settle with the decision to choose your brother first. There's a knowledge that must be in you for that to happen. Those those things are the essence of priesthood. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Amen. Um, let's just begin to thank God. I think that's enough of questions, I think, because of time. Uh, so, praise God. I pray the Lord will help us. Yeah. And the Lord will 
give us grace and he will he will strengthen us strength is coming grace is coming ability is coming the more careful we are in how we are handling the ordinances that God has laid down for and the path he has laid for our soul to follow the more the less playful we are about them, the more serious we are about them, mm-hmm. then we will now begin to also experience the seriousness of provisions, mm-hmm. spiritual provisions that God has made for hearts mm-hmm. and for soul mm-hmm. so to be able to live successfully mm-hmm. and continuously mm-hmm. in this path. So shall it be to us. Let's, just, let's thank God for his word today. Bless you. Thank you, Father. Shabra Tassefenedoski. Paradiasa Faradesi Adorikawa Osu Paransa Omi Bashlofer Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we thank you because heaven is open. Heaven is open. Heaven has opened. Heaven is open. It has opened. It has opened. And thing, resources are available. These things are available. Read for, for, for every heart. For every heart. For every soul. Thank you because we know you have reigned this morning. You have caused blessed things to fall. To flow into our heart. I thank you because every heart has received spiritual blessing. Lord, we give all the glory to your name. Holy Spirit, now take it. Take it. It's the, it's the word, your word, the word of God. Go and use it in the hearts of your people to bring forth fruit, to bring forth establishment, to create more open doors for reception of grace and strength, Lord, for the fulfillment of all that the Lord has desired for, the, for his people. Thank you, Lord. 
you are you are helping us you are beginning to to i see filthy garments are being removed from souls you will begin to give us a change of raiment. Amen. We'll begin to receive a change of raiment. Amen. Even the washing of water by the word, Lord, I pray even for the healing of the priesthood and the purification of our priesthood. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you are raising a more prophetic people, Amen. a more prophetic people Amen. who shall even end up reigning on the earth. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Amen. We give all the glory to your name. Amen. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Yeah.